Welcome back to New World Next Week, coming to you from my regular vantage point in my room here in Japan, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Plato of MediaMonarchy.com, coming to you from a brand new perspective on a brand new machine. Sorry you don't get the records behind me, but you get an actual turntable. Still a little bit under construction here in the Media Monarchy Kingdom. But that's not why you're here. You're here for the hardcore news that we've been giving you for 11 plus years. And you're here for the weird poll quote I give you usually at the beginning of the episodes. This thing will definitely be used by police and military to murder people. And we do indeed have that story. And we've got GameStop starting up again. But first, our first story on this episode 438 of New World Next Week. Thousands reportedly attempt to obtain easily forged vaccination certificates as Israel begins to reopen gyms, hotels, and other venues and require those who want to make use of them to show proof that they've been vaccinated against or have recovered from COVID-19, which I believe 99% of the people do, many were skeptical of the security of the documentation that shows their status, this so-called green pass. Yeah, if you don't get it, the uh, Green Reaper, I think, comes to get you. It is easy with a graphics program to change the text on the pass, but the QR code is what looks scary and hard to forge, no? Actually, this is very easy. Ron Barzik, an expert on cybersecurity, wrote on a Facebook post Tuesday. Barzik explains that the QR code on the Health Ministry Green Pass has no encryption, responds, corresponds directly to a string of text with the holder's personal information, including name, ID number, and date of vaccination, identical to the text on the pass, just printed right on the pass itself. Whoever scans the false pass will see the exact same details as are printed on the pass, and there are already tens of thousands of people forging, Barzik exclaimed. A black market, as there will always be when you create new systems and new groups of criminals. A black market for counterfeit vaccination certificates is already thriving on Telegram, where more than 100,000 users have joined groups that offer forgeries at a price. Now, in other related scamdemic sci-fi news, one-third of deaths reported to the CDC after COVID vaccines occurred within the first 48 hours of vaccination. This coming from childrenshealthdefense.org. And of course, everything that we always talk about on these shows for 11 plus years is always sourced and cited down in your show notes. According to new data released as of February 12th, 15,923 adverse reactions to COVID vaccines, including 929 deaths, 799 of those right here in the States, where it seems that there's some sort of correlation between massive lockdowns and increased death, but I'm not a doctor. One third of those deaths occurred within 48 hours of the individual receiving the vaccination. And it goes on, synthetic mRNA COVID vaccines a risk-benefit analysis, this coming from the fine folks at offguardian.org, with a vaccine based on untested technology and safety trials still ongoing for, for years, they've said. Is it still safe to take the shot? Does it even work? And does a disease with a 0.2% chance of death even justify that risk? Well, I would have to add, it sure seems like it is to a lot of my friends and family. I've got a dear friend already took the experimental shot that they aren't being forced to take for work for a disease that they don't have. 
And they didn't even really read the research that they asked for after I made wild claims about these not really actually being technically vaccines and that it's more experimental gene therapy research and, and just an open air experiment. I sent them a couple articles and they replied with mainstream bullplop from New York Times and Washington Post, both of the newspapers about that hundred year old lady that beat the Rona with rum raisins. Do you guys see that story? Again, they asked for research that they don't want to read and then respond with what's basically a bunch of Bart's people, emotional, you know, kind of heart tugging stories. Again, from the off guardian, the vaccine disinformation war as this non-experimental experimental vaccine, truly an historic development because apart from saving the world from a virus that causes mild to moderate flu like symptoms or more commonly, no symptoms whatsoever, in roughly 95% of those infected, and that over 99% of those infected survive, it's off to the races now. The possibilities for future applications of messenger RNA technology and the genetic modification of humans generally is virtually unlimited at this point. James, all I'll say at this point is I've said on my show for the last couple of years, they want us to be the GMOs. They've already worked it all out and tested it and gamed it out on all the animals and all the plants and the foods, and now it's going to be us. And with the antennas we carry around in our pockets, the aerosolized particulate we know they spray in the atmosphere, it's a, it's a giant GMO experiment, James. And again, our friends and family are shoving people out of the way to say, oh, experimental, sign me up. Yeah, one wonders if there's any way of reaching people who are that far into the Matrix at this point. Although I, I would still say if you're going to try, maybe something like that C.J. Hopkins article you were just reading from is a good way to do it. A little bit of humor goes a long way to bring these extremely heavy subjects in, and C.J. Hopkins always does a good job with that. On the note of the Children's Health Defense article, one-third of deaths reported to CDC after COVID vaccines occurred within 48 hours. We get to see the exact flip side of the argument where... Anyone who died after however many weeks or months of testing positive of COVID-19 died of COVID-19. But now, whoever dies after receiving a COVID-19 vaccine died of something else. It had nothing to do with the vaccine. It never, ever has anything to do with the vaccine, you conspiracy theorist. Hmm. Well, now we get to see how that argument plays out. But on the note of the... Uh, Israeli story about the forged vaccine certificates. As many people have pointed out, as soon as they start making these COVID passes part of daily life, there will be black market uh, actors coming along to uh, give you forged certificates. And here it's already occurring. Can you believe it? And I can believe it because I think this is generally how this rolls. And I, just speaking on a sort of broad scale here, I think generally these types of backdoors are left open in these types of systems. Um, for a few reasons, one of which is just to provide cover for the black ops of the intelligence agencies and their agents to get away with these types of shenanigans. Also, as maybe a lure um, for people, uh, you know, oh, you know, it's not so hard to forge one. Just come over here in this back alley and maybe some people will get away with it. But when they want, they will be able to, you know, uh, lock the shackles on you. Oh, you were you were using one of those forged certificates. Um, there's a, a lot of reasons why they would leave these kinds of backdoors open um, so that essentially they criminalize anyone who wants to play outside of the system. And that's part of the precedent that's being set right now and part of what's worrying about what's coming along the line, because I think a lot of otherwise law-abiding 
tax-paying, God-fearing citizens who just want to go along with their business might actually start considering, well, maybe I do want a forged vaccine certificate if they're going to do this, and suddenly criminalizing what would have been, in any other era of human history, pretty normal behavior. No, I don't want to be shot up with your experimental injections. Um, I, I guess the only other thing to note about this that I should at least note parenthetically is that people might have noticed that our last edition of New World Next Week got taken down at least for a few days, because it was struck, according to the email I got from GooTube, for at some point, I guess we said something that went against WHO and or local health authority guidance on COVID-19 vaccines. I don't know specifically what, of course they won't tell you that, but anyway. So they took it down, they struck my channel, I wasn't able to upload for two weeks, until I was just browsing my, my YouTube feed and saw, oh, it's back up, and... Strike gone, and I can upload again. And so I have no idea whatsoever. GooTube is a lost cause, as you know. I just want to reiterate for the eight millionth time, for people who don't know and are following us only on YouTube, it's the only way you can find our information is on YouTube, you, 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 we will just go away one day and you'll wonder, wonder whatever happened to them. I guess they just stopped making material. No, it's still there. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this video probably will get struck too because we dare to talk about vaccines. So it's gonna happen. And if you're not prepared for it at this point, well, that's your, your fault and your problem. Well, and that was the funny thing. You you messaged me out of the blue. You're like, last week's Neural Next Week is back with no explanation. Just, ta-da, there it is. Uh, I might, and I know the story with the forged vaccine certificates is in Israel, but of course this is, they're going to roll this out everywhere, so there's going to be black market everywhere. I would maybe need somebody to hook me up with a counterfeit vaccine certificate because I need to see Morrissey in Las Vegas in August. Viva Las Vegas! I'm actually hoping I'm I'm actually hoping they just canceled the shows altogether. But James, here's the question again about these these friends and family wondering where, if anywhere, is their line in the sand? Do they have any line in the sand at all or will they just continue to literally eat poison and smile and ask for more. Yeah, on that note, I'll just direct people quickly to my, my previous subscriber newsletter, which was exactly about that point. Do you have a principle, or are you just whatever the situation is, you'll just sell yourself out for it? That's exactly what I was writing about. And that's, and that's the thing scaring me about friends and family, because it seems as though there is no line. And all I'm down to now is basically sending messages going, oh, yeah, the air is safe to breathe at ground zero. Hey, don't forget, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. I used to try and make them laugh, I suppose. Yeah, make them laugh. Otherwise, they'll kill you, as the saying goes. Our second segment on this New World Next Week, episode 438, is pretty fresh news. I just saw it a couple hours ago. GameStop stock explodes again, following board members tweet. After weeks in the pits following the initial meme stock frenzy, GameStop stock surged again today, doubling to 91 bucks a share in just a few hours. And it happened shortly after GameStop board member Ryan Cohen tweeted out a picture of a McDonald's ice cream cone. Today, February 24th at 1.57 p.m. Eastern Time, Cohen, the co-founder and former CEO of online pet food site Chewy, owned by PetSmart, who was named GameStop's board of directors at the start of the year, tweeted an ice cream cone image with a frog emoji. So is this a dog whistle? Secret messages? I don't know. An hour later, GameStop stock trading 
which had barely done anything for the last week, exploded, climbing from under 50 bucks to just over $90 fueled by extremely high volume, leading trading to be halted twice before the end of the day. Because if you're not a gangster hedge fund, you're, you're cut out of the biz. After hours trading, just as volatile, and the Wall Street Bets subreddit, one of the engines behind this whole game stonk phenomenon, allegedly, saw a bevy of new posts praising the rally, and at the time of the writing of this article, the subreddit wouldn't load. Down Detector actually had subreddit down all across America today for, for hours at a time. I checked it a little later. It seemed to pop up fine. The Clinton News Network correlates all this with... Yesterday's announcement that GameStop CFO Jim Bell would resign from the company. As Zero Hedge does report, deja vu all over again. GameStop soars over 300% as Gamma Squeeze returns. Then, on around the funny money world, Reddit outages reported, as I told you, after GameStop shares erupted in epic short squeeze. And really interesting, I got this... Uh, I think I saw it at Blacklisted News, but it links back to Zero Hedge. Fed investigating massive outage of its interbank payment system. The Federal Reserve's critical system for interbank payments, which serves as the backbone of virtually all money transfers in America, went down Wednesday afternoon as trillions in payments suddenly ground to a halt. James, I kind of feel like when I see Twitter or YouTube or these big sites half broken and sort of weird in an odd shape. I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I can't help but think they're working on installing new situations in software and algos. Yes, indeed. And who can tell? Because it's the big black box. We don't have access to the servers. We'll never know. Um, yes, more on that in a second. On the GameStop uh, phenomenon in particular, I, I have not been following every twist and turn. I think if people want my take on it, I, I have the same fundamental take as I did back when I posted the real meaning of GameStop a few weeks ago, where I just went through my, my sort of big take on this, my hot take, which is essentially that the real meaning of GameStop and what just happened in at that point several weeks ago was essentially to show people it's a rigged market. Yes. In case you didn't know, it's a rigged market. It's a rigged game. Um, and I, you know... Good luck if you think this is another big upswing and you're going to make money off of it. Uh, I'm not going to play that rigged game myself. I think that the lesson has already been learned. Um, but I don't. I, I just don't think this is going to be the end of the hedge funds. Call me cynical. Um, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. But anyway. Um, but on that note of the, uh, the Federal Reserve payment system going down, Fedwire, a very interesting story. And as you say, very, very worrying um, specifically because I don't know about you, I assume you and probably a lot of people in our audience are well-informed audience. Every time they see a story like this, probably takes a deep breath and goes, and they're going to announce it was Chinese hackers or whatever, right? Um, or domestic extremist hackers who are protesting the vaccines. So we have to round up all you domestic, whatever. Literally, they could say anything because... They have the servers, they have the traffic, they can analyze it and they can tell you anything based on that data that you do not have access to. And what can you do? This is the nature of virtual false flag terrorism. And it may not be this time. It may not be next time. It may not be the hundredth time. But somewhere down the road, all they have to do is say, yeah, it was hackers that did this. And now we're at war. And oh, by the way, war now means cyber war. And oh, by the way, that means, you know, thumbprint to get on the Internet or whatever. Again, we know for the 8 millionth time, we know they have the iPatriot Act 
sitting, waiting in the wings, waiting for the big spectacular event. So every time something like this happens, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Is it going to drop this time? Oh, maybe not this time. We'll see. Um, but as as you say, we're we're conspiracy theorists. Why do we always? Why do our minds go to this place, James? And as I started to type, but you pretty much just said, I was like, and this is all going to tie in with the internet too, and they're going to tie it along with covid conspiracy theories or just like you said q and weird domestic extremists and yeah it is it's uh quite the rich tapestry hey how about we have some fun for this last segment on neural next week fun with quotes around it pranksters which i you know i've called for many years for the return of pranksterring monkey wrenching the new world order it's been called pranksters show how horrifying boston dynamics police robot dog is by strapping a paintball gun to it the internet got a chance to remotely control one of boston dynamics $75,000 spot robots today actually again february 24th hot fresh news for you here on new world next week thanks to a mysterious startup company not only that, the robot will even come equipped with a paintball gun for added mayhem. The campaign, dubbed Spots Rampage, is the brainchild of MSCHF Mischief, a New York-based company known for its outrageous publicity stunts and product drops. I think in some ways think along the lines as the Yes Men. A few hours ago, Mischief unleashed Spot inside a small art gallery at its headquarters in Brooklyn, New York. Visitors who used who visited the campaign's website, I'm not sure if this cost money, they got a chance to commandeer Spot for two minutes before another user then takes over commandeering Spot with the paintball gun. The goal of Spot's rampage appears to be nothing more than a little chaos, and perhaps to raise questions about the potential misuse of robots in the future. Numerous messages with politically dark undertones litter the campaign's website. Everyone in this world takes one look at cute little Spot and knows this thing will definitely be used by police and the military to murder people. Police departments have used robots like Spot to conduct raids, raising oh, pesky ethical questions that Mischief hopes to highlight with this latest stunt. We talked, this is maybe the funniest part, we talked to Boston Dynamics and they hated this idea. They said they would give us another two spots for free if we took the gun off the one we paid them for. That just made us want to do this even more and if our spot stops working... I think, James, this loops us back to the beginning. Just know they have a backdoor override built into each and every one of these little robots. James, not unmitigated good news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. At the very least, a good example of what I've talked about, and I know you've talked about before, culture jamming. Uh, people might remember, for example, my, my uh, episode on culture jamming with Extinction Rebellion. Using this stuff and sh showing it to the public in a way that de defamiliarizes it and puts it in a different context in a different way that hopefully they can see it in a different light. And this is a good example of doing that in a fun way that raises some very serious questions. And exactly as they say, yeah, take one look at it and you know that one day this will be used to kill people. Yeah, absolutely. It will. And that's maybe something people should be thinking about and talking about. And this is a fun way to get them to do it. I, uh, I'm trying to go to Spots Rampage. I, I see that it is no longer uh, running. Uh, this particular round is over, so uh, you can't control the robot at this point. Um, but don't worry, guys. I mean, for example, people were trying to ram it into objects, but it's built in that it can't ram. You can't ram it into objects directly. You can kind of sidle up against them, but it won't 
actually head on. So you see, it's got all these built-in safety features that could never be undermined in any, uh, unless of course there was a military contract for this kind of thing and they could do anything they want with it. But don't worry about that, guys. No, so this is a good way, I think, of bringing, drawing attention to the the pretty important issue that absolutely is going to be more of an issue in the future. And uh, I hope that people will at least take this and maybe this is one of those ways that you can reach some of your normie milk toast friends that only look at Washington Post and New York Times and only uh, like shiny gads and things that distract them. Well, this is, this is fun, right? This is a fun way of bringing up a very serious topic. Well, and that's what's tough is that same friend that likes both the newspapers They've got a CIA-connected listening device in their living room. They did the Fitbit thing for a while. I had to remind them that all their personal data is now owned by Gulag. Oh, that's right. I forgot. They sold it. I don't know. Defund the police. Elect cops as vice president and hire killer robots. It's I, – I know why people are calling it clown world, James. <laughs> Good googly moogly. Let's shut this baby down. Episode 438 of New World Next Week. I always like to remind folks at the end of this episode that we've been using my post office box for folks to send support to the media monarchy or corporate report kingdoms for people who don't do PayPal and don't do digital money. And again, James, it's been another one of those big exoduses from Patreon. So unlike YouTube, of course, they won't tell you what you've done wrong. You have to guess and just start deleting all your content. Our buddy Ryan from The Last American Vagabond got a message from Vesper, an employee at Patreon, that basically said, this post is a problem. This has vaccine and medical misinformation. If you want to stay on Patreon, you have to delete this post. Also, by the way, we're looking at who supports you and who you support. So it's only a matter of time, maybe, Forrest James. I pretty much this week have, I think, as I've said, I've stopped uploading the descriptions, the art. It just says... Morning Monarchy, February 24th, and the podcast goes up there. But I'm not giving them any more reason or any more excuses, and there has been an exodus. For folks who are on Patreon who might want to move to something like Subscribestar.com, which is essentially exactly like Patreon, there's an exit survey. So when you anybody, when you cancel your, your Patreon support of anything, that gives you the option to say, oh, why are you quitting? And they've got the the you know the standard forms. I could show a screen grab where basically the last, you know, 10 people that have all quit have basically said, I don't like Patreon services. You're censoring people and I'm moving to other platforms. Just boom, 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 one after the other, after the other. As you and I have said, James, a million times, I don't really care how people support us just as long as they do support us. I have certainly not been telling people, oh, Patreon's bad, which they obviously are acting as a bad actor. But I'm not telling you guys to all rush off of there right now again because a lot of that just makes a bunch more work for people who are essentially single, you know, person operations, James. So, again, I, the Patreon thing is going on again. I, I know folks who want to make a thing out of it are going to make a thing out of it. I'm not telling you to quit Patreon and go somewhere else. But if you would like to, you've got tons of other options for folks, James. Uh, we certainly do. And that that is the point of this. Uh, all international money transfer services are part of the beast system in some way or other. And they're all going to be corporate, um, unlike unlikable entities, we'll put it that way. So you know, which one do you want to use? Unless you want to go crypto, but crypto, pff, I don't want to bother with that. All right. Anyway, um, 
At the beginning of today's episode, you mentioned the pull quote that you start every episode with, and let me just draw attention to it. I don't know about anyone else, but I look forward to that every single week. So if you do appreciate that pull quote, smash the like button, hit subscribe, ring the bell. Oh, wait, no. Actually, if you like that and appreciate it and want to show your support, X out of YouTube, close that, never go to YouTube.com again, go to CorbettReport.com, go to MediaMonarchy.com, subscribe to our RSS feeds directly, go to Odyssey, Minds, BitChute, anywhere else that we're putting this information out, and you will be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. Let's hope we can get there one step at a time. James, that's going to be it for this week. Looking forward to it again next week. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Take care.